Bienvenidos al podcast de Latino Founder Hour. Each week we invite you to spend an in-depth hour with us as we speak with a Latino startup founder from somewhere around the world. Aquí conocerás esas historias de éxito y fracasos, retos personales y lecciones aprendidas. And we have fun. We're live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Tune in at startupradionetwork.com. O en versión podcast después del show. Escucha. Listen. Aprende. Learn. Y emprende. Launch. Buenos, Buenos días. días, feliz viernes. Buenos días, feliz viernes, junio 28. O sea, nos fue otro mes, se otro nos fue mes. el medio año, claro. Y ya medio año, wow. Y tantas historias tan buenas que nos han tocado y la mejor de hoy, ¿no? Y la mejor de hoy. La porque, mejor de hoy. Sí, porque hoy tenemos en estudio, bueno, iba a ser en inglés, así es que lo vamos a oh, switch yeah, to yeah, English. Yes. Okay, yes, let's do that. We have Joe DiMeo. <laughs> We're switching, switch yes, today. Uh, switching years to English today. We welcome it. Joe. Joe, welcome to our show. Thank you, brother, for coming. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for switching to English. I wouldn't have had much contribute in yeah. Spanish, so I appreciate it. I heard you wanted this in Spanish, but no, we were going to do it in English right, thank, for thank you. you. I appreciate okay. it. Yes. <laughs> Just because of petition. Since of there's a lot of technical term terminology that we're going to be using. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that well, technically English. the word marijuana is Spanish in origin, right? That's true. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. So Money we're already wrong. on board. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we exactly. Just, exactly. So yes. uh, let's start Peace with... Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> yes. The green is... Verdes Vida. Greenest life. <laughs> Eco-friendly, too. Yeah, yeah. So we got Joe, a serial entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, you could call it that. O overall badass, funny man. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. How, 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 how do we describe you? I don't know, man. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I've done a little <laughs> bit of everything. Uh, that is true. Serial entrepreneur is probably the most friendly way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, I just say it's ADD making it work for me kind of a thing. You know, okay. just doing a little bit too much of everything. Uh, I like that. Yeah, but having fun, man. I did, I've, I've stuck my toe in a lot of different industries. I've been in cannabis. I, I currently am a mortgage broker. I was a real estate agent. Uh, I'm a stand-up comic on the side, and I have a podcast. So, yeah, there's not really much I'm not doing. Wow. Yeah. I, I, we need to talk because uh, I need to get uh, uh, of, a, a little bit of your <laughs> everything you've been doing because oh, I have I'm, ADD too. So, uh, there you go. Perfect. One of coffee to uh, make that, uh, to speed it more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Uh, so, Joe, tell us about where you grew up. Like, where are you coming from? Uh, I grew up in Aloha, Oregon. So if you guys uh -huh. are familiar with the Portland area, it's yes. just a deep west side. It's a little town between Beaverton and Hillsboro. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew yeah. up in familiar. that area. Yeah. So what do you do there? Who, like, who do you live with? Uh, so I grew up in Aloha. I currently live in northeast Portland with my girlfriend. Uh, uh -huh. But, yeah, Aloha is just, you know, typical Italian family, a lot of shouting, you know, uh -huh. a lot of uh, rage. <laughs> so, <Okay. yeah. laughs> you know, you, you, know you, you know you've got, like, that kind of a background when you shout I'm not yelling at people. Yeah. Yes. yeah that's, It's just my normal e voice. Exactly. I'm not yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that a lot. Uh, but yeah, There I grew up in Aloha, uh, family in the housing industry, so, you know, that was kind of a natural thing. Uh, 2007 happened and the crash, you know, kind of made everything fall apart. And I was really interested in cannabis when I was an 18-year-old, like most 18-year-olds are. Yes. But I got weirdly obsessed with it. So then I learned how to grow it. I found out you could grow it legally with a medical marijuana card back in those days. And then I somehow ended up being the guy that was teaching all these real estate agents that didn't have any money anymore yeah. how to grow yes. pot in their garages. Wow. So, yeah, I was like okay. 18 years old and, like, all these guys were, you know, the market failed. Oh, uh, yeah, no one yeah. had any But, money. I mean, you have to go through a process. And then... I 
an 18 year old going to hold this process? Tell, tell me how this. I Dude, it started with High Times Magazine, if you can believe that. <laughs> I was just stoned reading this magazine. I was like, wait, I can get a green card? And I grew up with it's a, different, it's a different green card. Uh, it's a very different <laughs> green card. It's a, yeah, anyone that's struggling to get here, just go on High Times Magazine, though. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just, I grew up in sales. So I, I was always taught, just pick up the phone, you yeah. know? And so I just started calling people, and they were like, everyone was like, haha, 18 year old has back issues. And I really did at the time. And uh, <laughs> so I just got my doctor's records, and I showed up, and I was overly prepared. I had like every time I'd ever been to a physical therapist, and I sit down with this doctor, air quotes, and the guy's like, so your back hurts. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. He goes, why? I go, baseball. He goes, tough sport. And just gave me the prescription. Exactly. Seriously. And so then I turned our garage into a grow thing just because like yeah. I've never been someone that does anything a little bit. And so most people get like one plant, put it in a closet, that kind of thing. I spent all my graduation money on grow lights and put like 20 lights in this thing because yes. I found out you couldn't just get one. You could get four. Yeah. So then I was growing 24 plants and they don't say how big they can be. So oh. I had like 24 plants that were taller than me and they're like, okay, this is, I guess, what the law meant. And then I got the attention of some people that were starting to grow out in Colorado. That brought me out there, did that for a while, uh, then came back and got back into housing, opened a couple dispensaries. Uh, bought and sold those, realized that people were like me. They were like, running a dispensary sucks. Yeah. And so I kept going up to these old hippies. I'm like, hey, man, I can get you like 500 grand and you can walk away from this. And they'd be like, you could do that for me, bro. And I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> so then I started selling dispensaries. And it's just it's just kind of been a thing where one thing just led to another. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannabis bailed me out when the market was really bad. And yeah. I'll always have a love for it. But I, I do enjoy writing loans now. So, yeah, does that is that the answer to the question? I don't know. I feel bad. No, yes, definitely. <laughs> like how you got into this business. And how you were like you were so young, and then uh, I understand like for my my uh, clients that come are like okay, I want to open a cannabis business. It's a huge process, oh, and yeah. then like you said, just pick up the phone in any industry that you want to open. Pick up the phone, look for people that can help you yeah. to get there. Do you have any mentors? Like that's a tough business. That's a really yeah, yeah. like who, who got you? Yeah. Oh, so it, I actually kind of what happened is it was bits and pieces of people the whole way. Mm -hmm. So when I decided I wanted to grow pot. I just started bugging the guy at the local... You know those shops that are indoor garden supplies? Yeah. Back in the day, they weren't admitting that they were helping people grow pot, So, but I knew what was up, so I just kept bugging the dude. I go, hypothetically, if I was growing marijuana, what would you do? And finally, the guy was like, all right, kid, what do you need? And he just started telling me, and it started with this one dude out in Aloha, and then I just kept demanding the information that I wanted from people the whole way through. So every time something new would happen... I would just kind of stumble my way through it and try and figure it out. Um, mm -hmm. And I made some really good friends along the way. Uh, Sean Coleman is actually a lobbyist out in Colorado. He wrote the original draft that became legal cannabis in mm -hmm. Colorado. Mm -hmm. I met him at a kegger at a lake mm -hmm. when I was like 20. <laughs> and uh, I walked up to him and I'm, I'm just, I was a, a lobbyist attorney possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just really, he, was a, he went to Juilliard, super enlightened guy. And he was the only black dude at this party. So I walked up and called him affirmative action and he thought I was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we we just struck. We literally have been friends for ten years now, and yes. so like just people like that along the way that you know, you especially with cannabis. And you, know, you never know where you're gonna find these people. Never. Like you, that's that's good about networking and about being aggressive and going yeah. asking for somebody. What do you do? 
and yeah. can you but, but help me? Especially, I mean, this is not a network. Well, it's a kager. Yeah. yeah. So you, you will find it, these people no matter what. When good people are always an, an asset. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's specifically <clears throat> what you're doing at the moment. If, if you think someone's got a good vibe and good energy, exactly, it's worth yeah. keeping them in your orbit, you know? Of course. And, and he just happened to be someone that I needed in my life right that instant. And we did quite a bit of work together, and he was a good kind of guiding force for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, we were friends, so we stayed in touch, and yes. it worked out. And so it started with him and then some growers along the way. And then I kind of realized where cannabis was when I started, no one really knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, exactly. well, if no one knows what they're yeah. doing, I know as much as everyone else. So I just started pretending I knew everything. Yes. And it got me in trouble once in a while. But most <laughs> of the information that you wanted was there because yeah, yeah. it was new. You know, yes. they were writing these laws in a week. As and they go. Had, exactly. Yeah, on the so, fly. Yeah. so if you read that boring shit that they would put out. Sorry, am I allowed to curse them? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. If you read that boring stuff they were putting out, you knew as much as everyone else did. Yes, so of course. That's just kind of what I did. Yeah. You know? And then you learn along, along the way. Like there's like people like are going to help yeah. you. And then... And you help each other. Like, you are in an industry, like, for example, this one, you're in an industry, and then you don't know how to do something, and then somebody else is going to help yeah. you. Like, it's just about the networking. Absolutely. The network that you build. Yeah, totally. Yes. Well, you and I met through a mutual friend, and that led to this, and, yeah. you know, a brew cycle ride later. So, yeah, it's a, and, it's and a good day. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good day. Meeting some new people. I know. With now, instead of, like, yeah. instead of so. meeting for coffees, you meet for a uh, joint. Exactly. Well, we exactly. have to get coffee here because yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. it, it, it's before noon so oh, yeah, before totally. noon. is that the rule you you don't drink before five you don't smoke pot before noon is that the policy <laughs> somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's five somewhere else right <laughs> let's let's play that uh too so okay so uh and you said that um you had this business and then, then it led you to 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 sell it yeah, so I got really sick of running a pot shop, just yes. the actual retail side. I don't really like uh -huh. retail. I, but, but you were one of the pioneers I, in the state. I was, I was one, one of the of early the first ones. ones. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, top first 10 or whatever, but I was in that first run of people. Because yeah. um, I opened my first shop when there was the first run of shops in Colorado. Okay. So I kind of, I lost some time based on Oregon's timeline when I came back from Colorado. But I just didn't like running it. So mm -hmm. I sold that shop, and then I started selling shops for other people because with my real estate license that I made. I was legally allowed to do that. So then I became a business broker. And then in the course of doing that, I was also doing some consulting for people. And then that led to another shop that I ended up owning. And then I sold that one. And then I just kind of stepped, like did kind of a lateral step. So now I consult in the cannabis industry and then I do home loans as like my main income. Yes. So, and it's kind of like what you said, no one really knows the answer. So most people call me mm -hmm. and do like a two hour consultation. And I just give them like the nitty gritty, like here's what the industry looks like. Here's how to get in that initial information. Yeah, and one thing leads you to another one. Like when you have a passion for something, uh, I don't know, everything comes to you, right? You hope so, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think that uh, no, good things or, or, happen or to or good you, people too. Or and then, you make it come to you. Yeah. And, that, and then you make them come to you. Like yeah. opportunities there, like only there once, and then you need to be ready to take them. And you seem like a go getter. Like uh, if I don't know something, I'm going to like find out how to do this, right? Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I th in a weird way, it comes from a lack of confidence because, like, I don't believe that anyone's going to seek me out and ask me to do anything. Uh -huh. And I want to do stuff, so I just make them pick me. Yeah. You know, I have yes. this anxiety. Exactly. Like, you know that part of you that's like, oh, why would you pick me? Like, last kickball yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. I just assume if I wait, 
I'm not going to get picked. And so I used that kind of like d- that doubt to be like, well, then, you know, screw that. I'm just going to skip this line because yeah. <laughs> I don't believe anyone's going to pick me. And so that's kind of where it came from. A lot of people see it as like being confident, but it's actually the opposite. I'm, I'm scared that no one's going to pick me. So I just decide, well, I better get in front of these yeah. people and at least. It seems like when I just came to United States, like I went to a restaurant and, and uh I wanted to be a uh, cashier. I didn't speak English at all. Mm-hmm. And then manager is like, so you you speak English well? I'm like, yes, of course. Like, don't you see? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then yes. and I got to be a cashier because it's not that hard. So, but I, <laughs> along the way, along the way, I learned uh, English and I learned how to like um, like manage that position. Yeah. But. You have to throw yourself into the the pool. That right? is way more impressive than me pretending I knew about cannabis. Because <laughs> if someone doesn't know that I can speak, if you ask me to be a cashier in Spanish right now, I would fuck up everyone's change. People would ask for turkey, they'd leave with well, chicken. Numbers, they're just numbers. I still mess English it up. I would, I would, I would, I would mess it up completely. Well, okay, I, so yes, yours true. is way more impressive. If my pot's good or not, that is subjective. I'd be like, trust me, it's the best weed. You just don't know, bro. But someone could be like. No, that is not Spanish, Joe. <laughs> so bravo to you. That's so funny. I, dude, I remember I was in Mexico and I, I my Spanish is terrible and I was trying to order turkey and I just couldn't figure it out. So I just went, Ooh! <laughs> no, 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 don't do that with your tongue. Sound. I know. <laughs> I found that out. Yeah, it's trying to trying to connect. <laughs> They're like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, Once you know the fat, I go, the uh, pollo gordo, the fat chicken. <laughs> and yeah, so no, yours is way more impressive than mine. So, <laughs> uh, t- so tell me, what are you doing right now, Joe? I'm a mortgage broker, a stand-up comedian, and then I have a podcast called Brome. So okay. B-R-O-A-U-M. You know how like everyone's like, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah. And then when you meditate, you go, ohm. So uh-huh. the combination. And the idea oh, is, yeah. Be a dude, but be a better dude. You know, like, we all have guy stuff that we like to do, but I think that the average guy could probably be a little bit nicer and a little more thoughtful, and that's kind of what the show's about. And Portland's a really soft city, and I love Portland, but you hear a lot of this super liberal stuff in Portland, and I'm still a guy, so if you just say it to me nicely and, like, not yell at me all the time about me being an idiot, like, I might get a little bit better. And I don't feel like anyone's doing that for dudes right now. So that's what the show's about. I love it. I love it. I love that concept because it's true, you know? Like right now, uh, I think we are caught up on uh, how to say things and and then just very, very political. Yeah. The PC. Yes. So you have to come after uh, the young generation. Like young generation don't like politics. Period. Right now, like they like they like to learn, they like to know how to. But like I feel that you bring like th- this. Um, Thank you. Th- this whole uh, energy to the young generation on how to uh, become a. a Good dude, a yeah, good person, that's, that's like a, a good, yeah. a good citizen, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, because that's, that's, that's exactly what you're basically yeah, you saying. Know, and you don't always know what the new right word is. You know what I'm saying? Like you might not have bad intentions, but you're just a week behind on whatever the new politically correct word to call somebody exactly. is. Exactly. And if you immediately just yell at those people that mess it up, even yeah. though they have good intention, they're they're gonna pull away. That's I think that's how people mm-hmm. end up being, you know. Ostracized. Exactly. And, and, yeah, yeah. and then they, they lean into that. They're like, well, then fuck this. I'm not going to learn all that stuff. It's like, well, no, just be nice to everyone and say, hey, I tried my best. And sh- there's we've been getting so many emails from guys that are just like, hey, man, no one's ever told me it's okay to, you know, want to clean my room. I'm not a, or like, I like to make dinner. Like, so many guys have this macho thing in their head that, like, yes. they can't 
get exactly. away from. And then they lump that in with like, hey, maybe women are people. Like, no, w- you should treat women with respect. Of course. And you should also like to lift weights. Like, you can be both. Yeah. yeah. One doesn't take one from, from yeah. the other. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. Exactly. Yeah. But if you go around calling yourself a male feminist, I know you're a snake. Like, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are snakes. They're, they're dirty. They're playing a magic trick. They're like, trust me, you can trust. You're a weasel. Yeah. But anyone yeah. that advertises that, so like the message gets lost. I, yes. I see those guys and I'm like, dude, screw that guy. He's, exactly. I know what he's up to, but you should. But mm-hmm. then the, the side effect of that is that dudes don't treat women nice. You should still treat them nice. Just don't call yourself a male feminist. Yes. Like, so that's kind of where it all came from. All yeah. right. don't, don't be a wolf yeah. in yeah. sheep's clothing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Don't Imagine. be a don't be a pervert in Birkenstocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I like this conversation. Yeah. So, uh, where's Joe going? Uh, what do, What are your plans? Um, so uh, the podcast would be lovely if that like became my thing. Um, and I actually love the housing industry. So I'm a mortgage broker right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I, it's fun to help people figure out how they can buy a house, right? Yeah. So I work with Fairway. They give me a lot of leeway to do some interesting stuff. Right now, my slogan is buy your dog a backyard. Because, Love it. Uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, I'm be always thinking about, oh, I wish my dog has a backyard. You're just like in the right mindset. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. And, well, and I can You don't relate have to that. kids, right? Exactly. I don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did that. <laughs> because I was thinking about my kid and my dog. See, too, but yeah. You know, but kids, I think so. this new generation, yeah. you're right. You're into something. It's like, it uh-huh. is a new generation. It's new. It's a new mindset. I, am I allowed to say here on the radio? I, I don't think my kids are listening that I love my dog more than them. Oh, oh my God! Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, let's break this down. Okay, you can get your dog stoned without going to jail. You can put if your dog annoys you, you can put it in a cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can leave food and water out for your dog and come back twelve hours later. All things that would get you arrested with a kid. So, it's uh, true. I, I, yeah, and you, so and you know what? That dog will always wag its tail. Yeah. Forever, for an entire life. Again, back yes. to Joe Rogan. He's like, dude, my dog is never mad at me. I can come home drunk never. at three in the morning. He goes, dude, you're back. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, you can literally, wa- I mean, I do this. I go outside, go in the car, come back, and he's just like, you're back. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. I'm like, I literally just left for taking my keys. Oh. Like, what? And he's just the happiest thing ever. Like, the, yeah. My girlfriend was like, is this how you want me to greet you? Like Hank greets you? And I was like, I'm not going to ask you to, but if you did, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> Hey, how's it going, baby? Are you kidding? <laughs> man, if I was, if I, if I was, like, I kept a man, and I just, like, I had a, you know, a guy, my job was to be, like, the housekeeper, yes. you know, for my wife or whatever. Yes. Dude, I would knee slide into that woman in the morning and drive my fucking Range Rover at home. I would, oh. if anyone wants to sign me up to be a house husband, I'm game. <laughs> but sadly, I like carbs. <laughs> so the pool boy routine is, like, a re- it's real niche if you want me to. So that's not on my agenda for things that Joe's doing. It's just the home loans, but... So, so no speedo takes. I'll wear it. I'll wear yeah. it. It's just a real specific niche that's like looking <laughs> oh for that. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. It's like, we'll put a chimp in a speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you are a broker. Yes, I'm a mortgage broker. And um uh, like what do you what do you decide to be a broker? Like after like being in in the and the yeah, cannabis after, after business? Being, yeah, for for so long. For so long. It. Yeah. So uh I, I <laughs> mostly because in mortgage people get frustrated when deals fall apart, right? And <sighs> that is frustrating to people and it does happen occasionally and it's no one's fault. 
in cannabis, if a deal comes together at all, mm-hmm. it's a miracle. Really? So, like, Why I, is that? There's, just, there's so many things. You can't get a conventional loan. You're dealing with people that might not have their taxes straight. Everyone's got their books done weird. It's yes. grayly legal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, loan, okay. You know, you can't loan with a conventional bank. A lot of title companies won't work with you. So you have to come up with a workaround for every step of a normal sales I, transaction. N- normally cash? Or, it, or, yeah, yeah or, or, some, or some kind of a wire, or you use an yeah. attorney trust account. That's some free advice for someone that I normally charge a lot of money for. If you're trying to close a cannabis deal, deal use your attorney's trust account. Um, but there so you, go. you had to, <laughs> I had to figure all this out myself. So yeah. like a normal yeah. broker commission is like three and a half percent, right? Mm-hmm. I would charge 10 for cannabis deals mm-hmm. because so many of them fell apart. And so once I decided to step away from cannabis, just like I'd owned the shop, I just, I love the industry so much, but I was getting burnt out on it. And you're a consultant right now. Yeah, I'm still yes. a consultant. So if you yeah. go on the cannabisconsultant.net, you can find me if you do have cannabis needs. Um, but I just was like, okay, I'll go back to real estate. I didn't want to drive around with people anymore. That's just not really where I was at just mentally. And I found out I could use the same skill set and the same network I'd already built as a lender. And now I get to give people good news. I get yes. to call them up and say, congrats, you got exactly. approved for this. Or congrats. Yes. Yes. And then if a deal falls apart for me as a lender, I don't have any... Like I, I have coworkers that are just devastated, and I understand it. When, when that starts to happen, it'll, you know, it really breaks you down. Mm-hmm. But I've had countless cannabis deals fall apart that weren't mm-hmm. my fault. And yes. so when a deal falls apart, it doesn't stop me. I'm just like, oh, this is just part of the game, and I just move forward. And everyone thinks I'm like bulletproof. I'm like, not at all. I've just been kicked in the teeth enough to know what it's like. So, I mean, mortgages – and honestly, cannabis isn't that fun anymore. And it's so regulated. Okay, and, yeah. I, I heard that it's very that industry. It's very saturated right now. So if you are a grower, um, recently I heard that uh, there's actually a shortage of indoor because so many people went out of business recently. But what happened was um, Oregon didn't regulate the number of licenses that they offered. Mm-hmm. So they had their setbacks for how far stores could be apart. So there are still too many mm-hmm. stores. Yes, but not way very too many, good. and it there, depends on Starbucks. Your, exactly. There's actually more. <laughs> more uh, dispensaries than Starbucks here. Oh my god. Yeah. People who, whoever is into marijuana, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. marijuana we have more dispensaries than Starbucks. Yes we do. Which is a lovely combination by the way. Coffee and chill. Exactly. <laughs> you just end up sober up, again but it's a fun way down. to get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah and then the, the worst part was the grows. So they didn't regulate how many producers there were. So at one point, hundreds of farms are producing thousands of pounds. I mean, you can buy an ounce in Portland for $50. Like, there's just not enough people to consume that much. And they did it based on this idea of Colorado and California, both of which have more wealth and have more people. Mm -hmm. So actually, I don't know if Colorado's population is that much higher, but they definitely have more wealth over there. And then California, there's 40 million people on paper. Yeah. There's way more than that yeah, if you count everybody. we're four exactly. in Oregon. Yeah, Exactly. So it's just mm. not going to happen. And we produce as much or more cannabis than California was. Wow. So who's wow. going to smoke it all? I mean, I tried. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I'm only one man. Can you can you start shivering it to other uh, states? No, you that's, can't. You that's can. a problem. Yeah, so you can. I've actually, so that's the, every state is, feder- the borders are federally controlled and the federal government still doesn't acknowledge marijuana. Uh-huh. So, so within the state. Exactly. Exactly. And so what's funny is like each state has kind of become its own like economics lesson based on like how the government has affected the industry. Do we need to go to a break? Yeah. We'll we'll be right back. Okay. Okay, This is so interesting. (laughs) Today's episode of the Latino Founder Hour is brought to you by Publicize, a deconstructed PR subscription service which generates effective visibility for your business. 
publicized has broken down PR into a modular setup, keeping quality high and simply charging fees for the targeted PR you require. Check them out at publicize.co and tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. CPA dudes where accounting is never boring. Their price is not based on time. Instead, customers decide what to pay them. They don't charge you for sending invoices, phone calls, emails, texts, or meetings. They just get the damn job done. Find them at cpadudes.com slash startup radio. We're back with Joe. Hey, yeah, we're back with Joe. <laughs> so we're what talking about Joe, Thank you for being here today. This we, is so fun. I, I know, and I already feel like I love your energy. I just, <laughs> I am enjoying your energy. You, thank you are so just much. like the perfect dude that and I can have a conversation for a long on time. Yeah, yeah, only coffee. I guarantee you, I saw <laughs> We didn't spike it. <laughs> no, they didn't, which is kind of a bummer to be honest. <laughs> so we were talking about uh, government oh, and yeah. how we. Uh, oh, so how you. You can't cross state lines with yes. cannabis. So uh-huh. each um, state is kind of its own little bubble. And I, I, a smarter person than me will do this, but if any economic people out there are listening, there's going to be a really interesting case study done at some point about how government influence affects the way industries actually work. Because we have multiple case studies right now for every state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every state's laws are slightly different. Some very widely, like if you go to... The, from one state to the very last state, you'll find a very large difference, but mm-hmm. incrementally, they're very similar with slight differences. As an example, in Colorado, you cannot be vertically integrated. Or mm-hmm. sorry, in Colorado, you were originally mandated to be vertically integrated, mean, meaning you were growing and selling a, per, a certain portion of your own product. That was mm-hmm. their initial thing, right? Okay. In Washington, it was completely illegal to have any licenses that over that crossed over. So if you were a retail guy and they found out you owned part of a grow, they would shut down both of them. They didn't want that. They wanted everyone playing their own role. In Oregon, we don't have to have our product come packaged from the grower. Mm -hmm. In Washington, you do. So in Washington, so each one of these little things that seems so minute makes a huge impact on how the market is actually conducted. So in Oregon, we have a different tax liability than you do in Washington because Washington, the product comes broken down. So in Oregon, because you're paying federal taxes, how are you paying your employees when they're taking a pound and breaking it down into one gram increments so mm-hmm. that you can sell one gram at a time? Yes. That's a real tax question exactly. that, that accountants and yes. lawyers get paid a ton of money to figure out. Exactly. And we also have to figure out how that affects the industry. Yes. And then in Oregon, there's also the question of, okay, now that it's in my store, am I allowed to brand it as my store's product or am I branding it as the farm's product? Because they gave it to me as a pound, I'm selling it as a gram. Yes. Every store has their own method for that. Mm-hmm. So these little things that and, are... And by the way, and you're switching from imperial to metric. Exactly. Down to gram. I was like, what? Exactly. exactly. That, like, I, I hadn't even yeah. considered that. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, just, I'm just so little, used to, It's a little thing. But I'm it's so like, used to this industry. I had not considered that we were doing that. It's just so standard. That's funny. Yeah, because, you know, we, we come from the metric. Originally, yeah. You know, we've been here for so long that we use interchangeably both but not it, it, that that sounds so weird like well i'm getting a pound but i'm breaking it down in, in a ground and i was like wait what i hadn't that's so <laughs> yes, funny i've been in the industry true. for 12 years yeah. and i never realized that was weird yeah, yeah every, for some reason like again that's how you know when people are you know in the pot industry is like if people know that in, and we do it in eighths too so like you'll sell an eighth but people know that's 3.5 grams which is an eighth of an ounce oh like mm-hmm. and that's just weird math. How yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about how. So yeah, ounce. Yeah, we found the synergy. We don't need to switch to the metric system. We just need everything <laughs> to be about weed. And because that is proof that but like Americans will adapt. Smarter, yeah. right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so, so when Americans get de- defensive about like, oh, the imperial word, the last ones, blah blah blah. Like, hey, you already use it. They do. Oh, oh my god. god. Weed like, oh oh. 
Oh, yes. that's yeah. great, man. <laughs> Seriously, mind blown. <laughs> I'm mind blown. Why'd you make me eat that edible? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the cannabis industry is fun. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, now with, uh, so you started because you want to, uh, for medical reason or? I just wanted for, to grow pot. And then I found out, <laughs> yeah. okay. I found out I, I could with a medical card. And okay. they didn't, I didn't lie about anything that was bothering me. I was a lifelong athlete. I played baseball for a long time. I was banged up. Mm-hmm. But then I just, I wanted to grow pot and I found out a way to do it. And honestly, like, I don't think that it's bad to come in with one intention and leave with a different one. Mm -hmm. There are absolutely people out there whose lives are made bearable or very livable because of cannabis. Exactly. So that's where was uh, my question. Like why uh, this industry is not focusing more on... um, Medicine, medical. Oh, it marijuana. is. It is. Well, I mean, yes, we're talking about CBD. Now. Yeah, CBD. Yeah. But it's <clears> not <throat> out there like you will. So it's want to. If if it, I mean this takes a minute, but you guys want the actual like, history of it because like I, I am a weed nerd. Yeah, I can tell yeah. You yeah. yes, please. Yeah. Okay, so the reason that marijuana is legal in this country is because of AIDS patients in California. There and. In a, yeah, so AIDS patients in California and a handful of other people were the original group of, I think it was like 92 or 96, that started doing medical dispensaries in California. Mm-hmm. California basically decided it's not worth the hassle of regulating this, right? And so they started popping up, and it was a gray area. And then they became kind of an ATM machine for local police because what they would do is they would go in and seize all the assets. Uh, you had to sue the police to get your money back because that's how seizures work. And then... So that was kind of their way of regulating it, right? Every once in a while, they would do a raid, and they would think it would scare people off. Didn't scare anyone off because yeah. no one ever got arrested. They would just take the two hundred fifty grand in cash they had on hand, and oh, they would never wow. argue to get it back or whatever it was. Yeah, as an yeah. example. So then you can say this was an attempt to regulate and protect the consumer. In reality, sure. the government wants their fucking cut. The money. They yeah, want their cut. They want the money. And then so the government found its way to get its cut mm-hmm. in medical. You would mm-hmm. charge for fees. You would charge for licenses. You would charge to open the dispensary. Blah 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 blah. But in reality, the real money is in transactional tax. Okay. So in Oregon, we have a 20% tax on mm-hmm. all cannabis products mm-hmm. at the register. Mm-hmm. And so you can say that the state is making it recreationally legal because people want it or because of this, because of that. Fuck that. It's an ATM machine. Yeah. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. However, just because people had the intention of wanting to get stoned, it is l- way less uh, problematic than, can- than alcohol. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. No one. No one smokes a joint and beats up their family. Nobody has died from liver cirrhosis from smoking too much. No. Pot. No. They've probably wandered in front of a train. But <laughs> <laughs> never, never from cirrhosis. But yeah. my point is, is like, so just because we're at where we are now, this really wonderful, regulated recreational market that I'm a huge fan of, we have to remember that we wouldn't be there if it weren't for the medical people that did it. And yeah, yeah one in ten of them, two in ten of them had real medical needs for cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, beyond that initial group. Mm-hmm. And it was making their lives bearable. And eight of them probably wanted to get stoned and just kind of enjoyed pot and whatever. The kid, who gives a shit? Yeah. It, it can. I don't know why we have such an issue acknowledging that something can be fun and be helpful. It's yeah. like leftover puritanism or whatever. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's medicine here. or it's a or it's a drug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's I fun. feel better. I mean, yeah. exactly. what, what, what's alcohol? What's beer? Exactly. Yeah. It's a medicine There's, or is it recreational? You get cocaine at the dentist. We just call it Novocaine, <laughs> and then one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. But like you, you say like I like but, to smoke a joint to enjoy think, Dave Matthews and for my back. That's like part of the being like and and this like monopoly, right? Yeah. Of like the. The medicine industry is just kind of like regulating and, yeah, and, and paying for like oh, uh, lobbying, marijuana lobbying not against, to be yeah. 
not to be. Uh, yeah, and there's. So and we're, also, we're getting into like a very deep conversation. I, 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 I hope this is I hope this is entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's I great. It. Yeah, yeah, it's well, great. We the Western medicine really likes to point out one specific thing. This chemical, this compound, is what this drug does to make you feel good. That's what we like. We like a pill, and it's this thing. Mm-hmm. Cannabis has 214 active cannabinoids in it. There's a pro- terpene profile. There's a million things. We're not positive what every one of them does, Mm -hmm. and we get hung up on that. We don't know exactly how the effect is happening that's making you feel better. There's so many things in pot when you smoke it. It's a very crude application of medicine. Like A pill is much more, hey, this is exactly what's in here kind of a thing. You don't know what's in your joint all the time. But again, if you feel better, who gives a shit? And we just, that's not a very medical thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I mean, I I think that a lot of people are taking now CBD instead of like taking uh, like heart medicine to... Yeah, like pharma. uh, Like pharma. pharma, That they're like going to affect your liver in a really horrible way, like along the way. So, uh, I think like the concentration and and then for me like the vision uh, for medical mar- marijuana it can be just like mine. Um, I mean, we need to we need to focus on that instead of like having all this marijuana and then not having <laughs> enough well, and not enough places to put it. And then, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a it's a crude adaptation, you know. And, but and education, education, I think is is people are not. It's a, it's a taboo, right? Oh, it's, it is a taboo. Yeah, yeah. It, that's funny. It's education. I, I had to remember that when I was I spent I spent twelve weeks in Texas uh, kickboxing at the Muay Thai camp uh, Bang Muay Thai they beat me up a lot and I had to remember that like even in Austin which is a pretty liberal area yeah, like but still I Texas can't, I can't fuck around with weed <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna get arrested man like because you get so lazy over here like in Oregon and California and Washington like there's it's pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one really has it. But you forget that if you go into the wrong state and you forget to clear out your you're dash, going to jail. you are going to jail. Yeah. And, oh I'm, and I'm tough in Portland. Yes. I am not tough in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? Gr- getting grading on a curve. I'm taller than most second graders, not most grown men. <laughs> curve. Totally. <Yeah. laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but you, yeah, and, and, you know, now, now that we're talking about a new industry, uh, what are your thoughts on CBD? Uh, I think on- CBD is a really good access point for people that are in parts of the country that don't have cannabis the way we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that a full-spectrum product, so meaning gen- uh, for the people that are in the industry are used to it, it's called a one-to-one, so that's the same ratio of THC to CBD. That generally doesn't have a super psychoactive effect in that you don't get crazy high off of it, uh-huh. but you will get a lot of the relief. And again, we don't know what pieces of cannabis are making you feel better. Mm-hmm. So a fuller spectrum product, in my opinion, is always the best bet. However, if you live in an area where all you can get is isolated CBD, it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So that that's yeah. my thought on it. It does help. Um, it's trendy right now. But so are there like researches for like they're working each, on it. because I I I know that there's a lot of kind of uh, um, information uh, marijuana like they, there's they're higher than other ones like for example indica. Uh-huh. Um, what are the other ones? So there's the, indica and sativa, sativa are generally the 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 strains. The, they're the category. So mm-hmm. that's your big. So you have pot, and then you have indica, and you have sativa. Indica is generally a smaller squatter plant. Um, it generally yields more and flowers quicker. It also gets you that really conventional stoned melt into the couch kind of feeling. Sativas are taller, skinnier. They take longer to grow. They generally yield less. So mm-hmm. as an example, you could uh, an indica will harvest in eight weeks, and a sativa mm-hmm. will harvest in sometimes twelve to fourteen. Wow. Wow. Um, so it's a it's a whole like it's a whole different thing. Yeah, yes. it's okay. I mean 
if you look, it's like think of it like from a cherry tomato all the way to an heirloom tomato, gotcha. like that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same, okay. same, same thing, same but plant, a little but different, different variety. Yeah, yeah. And, and different effects too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And then you get into the terpene profile, the CBD profile, the CBN, and then THC is the one that everyone knows. So. And also, everyone's different, you know? So some people can smoke a sativa and panic, mm-hmm. and other people, that's all they want to smoke. Some people, I panic when I smoke an indica because if I feel lazy or, like, I'm not moving, as you can tell, I'm a little high energy. Yeah. When I, I, I'm, my brain still wants to do stuff. My body just won't so let me, and that makes me <laughs> panic. What would be good for you? I like, I like a sativa mix. So sativa. just, like, not straight sativa or else I'm crazy. But and I honestly don't really smoke that much. I smoke yeah. a little bit at night before bed and a little bit before anything creative. So yeah. okay. this counts as creative, right? <laughs> <laughs> it Love is. It. Let's call it creative. It is yeah. creative. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Awesome. So are do you have any plans to go back into this industry or um, just like I've been doing some speaking um, engagements, which is kinda cool. I got I, I got flown out to New York for the first time to do a speaking engagement. Awesome. That was kinda neat. Um, yeah. with the Revel Cannabis crew, if you guys ever want or if you're on the East Coast and in the cannabis, Revel, R E V E L. Uh, the Rebel Collective, or uh, it's called Rebel Cannabis. They do events and they okay. they get they bring in speakers yeah. and they kind of have people do like and they do some uh, political influence stuff. They just put together these great events. Uh, Lulu is a really good friend of mine, and then there's a couple other people on her team that are just phenomenal. But they flew me out. That was really fun. Um, Anything behind a microphone is really my goal right now. So if that's cannabis yeah. or lungs You're really or good comedy, at it. Yeah. thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Or my podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I was doing a podcast called My West Coast Buds where we taught people about cannabis, but we started getting such specific questions that I just kind of directed all of that to the Cannabis Consultant website. Yes. So, you know, that way I'm... Yeah. The information's there, and it is worth something. I don't mean Absolutely. to sound like a terrible yeah. capitalist, but it is, you know, it's but worth yeah. something. Gotta I lost a lot bills. of money to learn all this shit. So. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with cannabis right now is really just consulting. So, like, do you think right now uh, it would be a good moment to go into this uh, business? If you're going into a state that's switching over, so a, a new state, because new states legalize all the time, yes. uh, there's an option there. Um I always recommend that if you want to be in cannabis, do an ancillary service for cannabis. I am a payroll guy, but I love weed. Then say, go to cannabis shops and say, I'm going to do payroll for cannabis. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the skills that you already have and apply them to the cannabis industry because the big players that are keeping people out of conventional stuff, I'm never going to compete with ADP as a payroll company, yeah. Yeah. right? They're huge, right? ADP won't touch <clears throat> cannabis. So there's an opportunity there if you want to deal with stoners That's and true. be in the industry and get free weed, like, <laughs> that but you'll do that. You also, know? also, there is a huge opportunity to create uh, products because yeah. right now yeah. uh, you can see uh, the stores. They know that I'm there all the time, but I go with my friends. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I don't see a lot of products uh, out there, like especially for for uh, animals, for dogs, for cats. Oh, they're coming out. So oh, they're, yeah. they're coming yeah. out. Yeah, they're, but now, just recently. So mm-hmm. so it's funny, actually. When we had our shop, we got in trouble for having uh, marijuana stuff for dogs, even though it was CBD. Yeah. Be, um, they just didn't. The OLCC doesn't like that because uh-huh. it's OLCC regulated, right? So yeah. you can actually get better products for your pets at like you know those, those shops that sell bongs. You know, yeah, the head yeah. shops. Go there if you're looking for something for your pets. But uh, the, the cannabis shops are actually stopped. It's funny that you brought up the dog treats. But, yeah. yeah, dude, there's so many things. I saw an inhaler for weed the other day. Like an actual, like, you know, like an asthma inhaler yeah, yeah. Oh that gets God. you stoned. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, they're, they're putting it I in know, everything. It's, it's, everything. And then I, I keep seeing, like, every time I go there, it's, like, start growing. Like, because, like, before they're, like, the gummies were, like, 
two uh, brands. Now there's yeah. like oh, five, no, no, yeah. ten. Oh yeah, chocolates. It's just like yeah. I know chocolates and a Some, lot of things are like coming saw, out. With People are getting creative. I saw so. cannabis barbecue sauce the other day. Talk about a never-ending <laughs> circle. Last year I was matando el pájaro, matando los pájaros sin palabra. Last year I was in Beverly Hills on meetings for you know or work. Yeah, yeah, and you know. We, we happened to to be across a you know a, a dispenser which was like an apple so you know Beverly Hills like oh, wow yeah. so it had all these products you know from like almonds literally almonds like a, like a power bar yeah but just like infused I was like oh my gosh I mean they're putting in everything yeah and then we went to a dinner with uh, John Sally okay uh, yeah know, yeah the yeah. Basketball. yeah yeah phenomenal dude so like we were at Craig's you know big you know flashy place yeah he invited us over uh, we pitched to him and he's like. All you guys are gonna have this vegan burger, which and then he's passing out, you know, CBD because he has a CBD line. Yeah, and I remember it had been a pretty stressful week for me, you know, a lot of pitches, you know, you know, not not a lot of sleep. And he gave me a patch, and I'm like, well, shit. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll put it out tonight because I could literally, I mean, my, my neck was crooked. Yeah. The next morning, I woke up like brand new. Yeah. It's and it crazy. was a CBD patch. Oh my gosh, my like, neck is killing literally. me right now. I mean, I was I was like this, yeah. like I'm just hunch over. I mean, I was in so much pain. Uh, you, you could see it, and he's like, he, he you know he he grabbed a, a bag, a duffel bag that he had here. It's <laughs> like, dude, that's super sketchy in Beverly Hills. But <laughs> okay, it's like he gave me a bunch of products. It's like use wear this patch tonight. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, yeah. He's like, no, 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 doesn't have any. It's just CBD. Yeah. Wear it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the next one is serious. I mean, I woke up like. I'm like, oh, wow, it's gone. Well, my grandma yeah. is using uh, a bottle of alcohol, and then she puts marijuana in. That actually works really well. <laughs> and for, for arthritis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. But, but she's making her own. I used to yeah, make, she's making her own, yeah. I used to make it for my grandma, too. Oh, really? Yeah, There yeah. you go. Uh, do you know glycerin, the stuff that, that like, it's, like, the kind of, like, it, yeah, yeah. the food-grade kind of, like, weird liquidy stuff. Yep. It's called glycerin, right? Uh-huh. You take a pot, a jar of that, and then a bunch of weed, and then you put it in a crock pot for, like, 12 hours and yeah. then strain it. Yeah. Your grandma's going to smell like a dirty hippie, but, oh, God, <laughs> it works so good. My grandma's she's putting gonna love it. It comes out, like, black. It doesn't look great, and I would mix it with lotion, and uh-huh. my grandma would just put it next to her bed. I love and it. So oh, wow. she's like, hey, yeah. I didn't, uh, by the way, did I didn't it's just, <laughs> she's like, my knees don't hurt anymore. I'm like, and you're laughing, so we're good. Yeah. It's just about getting creative, right? Oh, like, yeah. it's not going to hurt you. And, um, and you're like, not going to test positive. Yeah. Oh, that one will. You'd get it, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah that'll, you'll, you're, you're, Sorry, not, you're not passing a drug test. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Vegas yeah. actually just made it illegal to test for cannabis in uh, on a drug test. Because oh, it's, really? It's legal because it's state. legal. Yeah. So, But Oregon, you still can. So you, huh. could, you could not you could get, get a job. In Oregon and get fired for weed here, but Maybe in Vegas, legal. unless uh, you're a cop or a fireman, they don't okay. care. Yeah. yeah. All right. As long as you're not. I don't want okay. my fireman stoned. I don't. <laughs> or your I know, cop. Right? Or your cop. Yeah. Yeah. A cop, maybe. He'd be like, man, I get it. I've had to poop before, too. Just be home. But no, fireman shows up. He's like, fuck, it's on fire. I'm not going in there. Dude, come out. He's like, oh, look, it's a fire. <laughs> Light my joint. Exactly. Or he's like, dude, that's true. Those flames are fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I, I have a really good joke, but I'll tell you after the, the podcast oh, about, about this. Okay. Uh, I, got, so, I, got, I got one for you. What did uh, cops, what do firemen and cops have in common? They both grew up wanting to be firemen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's Todd Armstrong. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Shout out to the PPD. <laughs> I love you guys. So, Joe, uh, tell us more about uh, what's the uh, Joe uh, future look like? Uh, hopefully, I'm selling a bunch of houses. I really like the loaning, uh, the loan industry. Um, I really like it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I get to explain to people that like you really can buy a house, and that matters to me because there have been times in my life when things always weren't great, and the fact that we always had a house to come back to, like someone in my family mm -hmm. owned a home, mm -hmm. and yes. I, it, if you're from a situation where no one in your family owns, and then even one person gets that nucleus, I mean, you don't want to let your house get filled up with freeloaders, but at a time, you know, things get bad. You know, yeah. There have been times when, like, you know, me and other family members were, you know, down to, like, one credit card. I remember the, the market crash hit us hard. You yes. know what I'm saying? And then when I closed my, my dispensary in Colorado, like, I had to come back with my tail between my legs a little bit because of city stuff and it wasn't good timing. And, like, having a home to come home to yeah. is important. And it, it, it gives everyone around you in your nucleus a sense of safety. And so right now I target people that want a backyard for their dogs and also bartenders. Mm -hmm. So I say tips by houses because they do. And so many people don't realize that it's, it is within their access to own a home. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Certain areas of Portland are crazy expensive. But it's your job as the cool bartender in an up-and-coming area to buy a house in that area so that it stays cool. Mm -hmm. I don't hang out in the Pearl District anymore. I mean, there's a couple cool things there, but now it's, I mean, everything's a million dollars and like, those aren't the people I want to kick it with. I hang no, out in Southeast now or yeah. I hang out in Northeast because I want to hang out with, you know, if you. Nopo. Exactly. That's yeah. where I live. Nopo. It's what? Is Yeah. What's up, buddy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're neighbors. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, so yeah, that's, I love that side of it. Um, and hopefully I can continue to do more creative stuff. Hopefully the podcast starts to be a viable like job for me. Yeah. Uh, right now, you know, it's fun getting, you know, hundreds of emails from people that say I'm helping them. That's great. Yes. And I wouldn't, I'll, I'll, I feel it's my obligation to continue doing the show because it's helping so many people. So, It'd be nice if it made me some money, though, but I don't, I don't yeah, care but, if it does. So, what's, already, the, what's but, the content? Well, there's the, the content of the podcast. And, yes. and tell us, you know, how, how many followers you have. Uh, yeah. we're, we're getting like uh, 12,000 downloads a month, 15,000 downloads a month. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's okay. there. It's a community. It's not huge, yeah. but it's yeah. there. Um, and, you know, we're building it. And it's, again, it's just, you know, we've had people reach out and exp just say, you know, I took your advice. We had an episode about cutting out people that are kind of toxic. You know, you'll have those yeah. people yeah. in your life that just kind of bring you down. I love it. Yeah. And the downers. Exactly. And we had multiple people reach out and one guy even reached out and told us, he's like, dude, I might be a little bit toxic. And he like reached out to his family and apologized for some of his behavior. Shit, that's, that's deep. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, we're just trying our best to just be yeah. decent dudes and it's yeah. resonating with people. So yeah. like Brome, B-R-O-A-U-M.com. Um, that's like the thing I love right now. And I feel like it's kind of like my life purpose if you will. Yeah. But I love helping people get into houses too. So uh, I'm available at joedemayoloans.com and loansforpets.com. So and and I love what you said right now that that's your purpose. Yeah. Like people uh, have to have a, a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. When you yeah. have a purpose in life, everything comes like together. Together. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. you said, like you're helping people to get the the uh, the dogs a, a backyard. <laughs> you're helping uh, you're helping dudes <laughs> to uh, think about who they are because like I, I, feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel that right now uh, you don't talk about those things at home no like no. unfortunately like the families are just like working and then so busy and but yeah. like when they see somebody that they look like them or yeah. like young adults that um It's that, a peer to peer. Exactly, peer to peer. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because you know, I, I do see you know new generations coming. They're not getting the parenting like we did with the chancla and the fun. It's just like, bah. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, because I, you know, one of my, my earliest teachings, like my mom, was like you, you never disrespect a woman, never raise your voice. Yeah. Yes. I was like, 
and, and it's, we, we, it's, in Spanish, there's a saying, you treat him like a roast petal. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. And, and apparently, that, has, that hasn't carried on. I thought it was normal because that's how we grew up. Yeah. And, well, but that, that's not it. Well, and yeah. also, there's a, there's a trade-off with that, you yeah. know? And I think that that's something that it's kind of lost a little bit right now. I think that, you know, people complain about the interactions they have between them and the opposite sex a lot. I'm 30, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I'm friends from 20 to 50, right? If you treat your person you're with with a lot of respect, then the trade-off of that is, like, w- people treat you back with respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a machismo to Latin culture that I think is rooted in, like, that y- if you have respect for your woman, then she's going to have respect for you, which allows both of you to kind of do what you want, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know any woman that doesn't want to feel pretty. That doesn't mean that's all you can do, but I don't know any time, you know, it's nice to feel special, right? Yeah. And as a dude, it's nice to feel fucking macho, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And when you yeah. do that for each other, that gives you the opportunity to have the trade-off, and no one's talking about that in our generational group. Oh, we're all equal. Absolutely. But I still want to get the door for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Absolutely. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and exchange, yeah. hey, maybe don't fuck with me in public. Like, let me be a fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. you know, and, 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 and it's, yeah. it's a fair trade when both people are doing that and someone's got to take the lead on it. So that's yeah. kind of what I feel like Brom's about. It's like, yes, we're all equal. Everyone is capable of doing everything. Everyone should be treated with respect. But like, I, we always say we feel terrible for girls right now that actually enjoy making a dude a sandwich. Because it's yes. so frowned upon. Yes. I like to fucking cook. I make I my know. girlfriend lunch exactly. almost every day. Yeah. I, I get a lot of joy out of the fact yeah. that she takes my food to work yeah. and yeah. makes her coworkers <laughs> envious. Exactly. Right? It brings me joy. But, like, yeah. that's not a manly thing to say. Yeah. And it's so everyone's got to admit that. Exactly. But it goes both ways. Like, exactly. Because you're taking care of her. She feels like she wants to take care of you yeah. uh, in a way that... that, that that she can't, and then you do it in a way that, that you can. Yeah. So it's it's very fair, and it's always like, and I love that you bring up because you're 30 years old, yeah. and then not a lot of 30 year old people that I know think like you. Or, they don't, or because, act like that. Yeah, thank be- you. Appreciate because it. yeah, because my conversations with that's why my conversations with older people are the best because those are the ones that are oh yeah, that yeah. are just like that. Yeah. So. Well, Good that you're doing that. I you. really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You are going to make a lot of women happy out there just because <laughs> of this talk. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Well, it's, Joe, thank you so much, man. It's, I mean, it, time just flew by, but I mean, we had a lot of fun. We'd lo- yeah. love to you know, extend the invitation to come over at yeah. another time. Dude, yeah. Whenever we, you we have having, me. We're yeah. having you know, recurring uh, guests coming back after a year or so, like, telling us you know, what they're doing, you know, what, what, what's, what's going on in their lives. So, man... You know, mi casa es tu casa. Hell yeah! yeah. This is awesome. I love it. Seriously, uh, and we gotta have you guys on Brom sometime too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Hells to the yes, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. So yeah, thank you guys so much for so, the time. I feel Joe, lucky. please tell us again where we can find you. Uh, yeah, so if you guys are looking for my podcast, it's b r o a u m dot com. That's Brom. If you guys are looking for a loan, it's loansforpets dot com, and you can find me as a cartoon. And hopefully, I can help you get your dog a backyard. And where can where can we find Joe the comedian? Oh, Joe the comedian oh is uh, Joe the comedian. <laughs> I will be. We didn't um, talk about that. I, yeah, well, and now I have to come back because there's a gig. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I will be at the Portland Comedy uh, Festival in October, um, and then I'm at Harvey's occasionally, here, you know, here okay. and there and stuff like okay. that. And then, uh, yeah, it, 
email me at Loans for Pets, man, and I'll, I'll let you know where I'm at. The shows kind of come come up, and some of them are great. <laughs> some of them aren't so so glamorous. Yeah. You know, the life of a comedian isn't exactly you know like rose petals on the ground like Eddie Murphy makes you think. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, JoeDemayoLoans.com, LoansForPets.com, Brome.com. I'm fucking everywhere. Just uh, yeah, LoansForPets.com. Yeah. Loans <laughs> that's how we're supposed to be everywhere, right? Yeah. I'm yes. trying, man. I'm Good. trying. Good for you. Thank All you right. guys Good so much. You. you guys are yeah. so sweet. Thank you. Love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's noon. Let's go get stoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get stoned. <laughs> Support for today's episode comes from our friends at Ruby Receptionist. For small businesses like yours, nothing is more valuable than real human interaction. It's why two out of three mobile web searches for those ready to buy end in a phone call to a business. Together, you and Ruby transform your phone into the sales engine it was meant to be. Start setting your business apart today. Visit callruby.com slash startupradio to sign up or better yet, call them at 833-861-8100 and use promo code startupruby. Tell them Claudia and Edgar sent you. You've been listening to the Latino Founder Hour podcast with your hosts, Edgar Navas, founder of Clica, and Claudia Cardenas. El programa Latino Founder Hour es grabado en las instalaciones de NetSpace en el estudio Bigfoot Podcast en la hermosa ciudad de Portland. Our audio engineer, mixer, and podcast editor is Alain Beausoleil. Diseñador de logo, Carolyn Maine. Our network logo was designed by Jessica Chan. Diseñador de sitio web, Cameron Grimes. Our production assistant is Chelsea Lancaster. Tema de música, Funning and Sunning, de Kevin McLeod. Cree en ti mismo, sueña en grande y confía en el universo, de Marta Leticia y Silvia Romero.